Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Oh, welcome. <laughs> welcome to your reprieve, right? Welcome to the counseling session that is the 49ers Rush Podcast. This is what it's turning into. The 49ers lose a rough one. And and I, I say that it was a rough loss for, for a lot of reasons. But I got to go to my favorite movie of all time, Shawshank Redemption where they get into an argument at the dinner table in prison of all places, which is where we are as fans. And Morgan Freeman says, hope is a terrible thing because once you have that little bit of hope, that's where bad things happen. And that's where we were because the 49ers came out and gave us hope. What are you doing, Kyle Shanahan? Why do you have to tease us so bad? <laughs> Jump out to a 10-0 lead. I mean, obviously, we know what happens. 49ers lose 27-13. to 13. You lose by 14 points with this squad. You're thinking, all right, it's kind of what it is. But, man, whenever you look at the game, whenever it unfolded the way that it did, you open up to a 10-point lead, and then you surrender 27 unanswered points, and not even by Drew Brees, not even by the 49ers or the New Orleans Saints offense. No. Special teams is what eventually killed us. I, I would say that probably two things, special teams, uh, which gave up 21 points, and then Kyle Shanahan. Right? Probably Kyle Shanahan's worst coaching performance um, of his career as a head coach with the 49ers so far. Um, and, and you can say, well, man, you look at all the people that we had out and all those things. Yeah, I get it, and we'll talk about those things. But Kyle Shanahan continues to be the best in-game script 
or kind of early game script caller that there is. You know, he, he has his 20 plays that he prepares and he executes them to perfection. That opening drive by the 49ers was just insanity. Uh, what they came out and did. You've got 13 play drives, 75 yards, seven plus minutes to start the game. Brandon Ayuk scores a touchdown, and you're just like, all right, yeah, okay, we, we can do this. And then the defense goes out and puts a three and out, uh, three and out punt. They force the Saints out, and we're like, okay, cool. Then we have a three and out punt, and then you're like, all right. Yeah, all right, there we go. But then they muff a punt. They make a mistake, and we get a field goal off that. And we're just like, hey, <laughs> who is this team? We got through the first quarter, and the Saints had done absolutely jack squat. It, 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 was, it was embarrassing. The, the way the 49ers defense played, and then to look at the scoreboard and say 27 points, doesn't tell the story. The 49ers defense played well enough for us to win by two-plus scores. Uh, easy. It played incredibly well. But special teams and mismanagement play calling was just trash. Oh, it was so bad. Um, and I get it. You got your backup quarterback. You're down five centers. <laughs> Not even exaggerating there. Number one tight ends out in the league. Number one wide receiver. I get all those things. But why do you keep going back to a player, Jarek McKinnon, that does not fit the inside delayed. It's almost like a, a, a half-turned zone read play with, without a mobile quarterback and without a true running back. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, I think he has a role in this league where he could be an asset. It's not as a running back. It's at a, as a change of pace third down guy. Yet it's fourth and one in the middle of the field. You're facing a nine-man box. What do you do? A delayed zone read call to Jarek McKinnon. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Maybe it was bring your son to work day. Um, yeah, it, it was bad. And and I'm with you. Uh, Amon, he says, our quarterback play makes me want to cry. Oh, it's bad. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo was bad. And you know, you could talk about the injury. You talk about the O-line play with Jimmy Garoppolo because that was the issue. This game had nothing to do with the O-line play. Were there some bad plays? Sure. But all the pressure was coming off the edge. The exact same thing. It was a nickel corner blitz that destroyed us. They ran it, what, 15, 20 times? You know, we went over the blitz numbers for the Saints in our preview episode. And I said, look, every single team that plays the 49ers their blitz numbers double against the 49ers because we just we don't have a quarterback that could throw it deep and we don't throw it deep. So therefore they don't they just they just blitz and it works. Kyle Shanahan saw the exact same blitz time after time after time after time and nothing changed. And that's on three people. It's on Kyle Shanahan. One, you can just give an auto call and make sure that your running back um has to go to the nickel cornerback side. Whoever wherever your slot is. You're going to send your running back to help on that side. Second person is Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon has made it in this league as an elite, not a good, but an elite pass protector. We have not seen that. We have not seen that. Uh, straight trash in pass protection. Third one is Nick Mullins. You have to understand where the blitz is coming from and attack towards the blitz or have a hot route read. He can't make decisions fast enough. I just, I, I, I truly do believe, I'm not trying to insult his intelligence or anything. It's just who he is. Nick Mullins cannot process football fast enough. 
You see it on his face. He just can't do it. Almost all of Nick Mullen's successful plays are once he hangs around in the pocket for two-plus seconds, then throws the ball after staring down one receiver. I like Nick Mullins. I don't mind him as a backup quarterback in this league. Moving forward, it doesn't bother me either. I think he can come in and deliver you a game if everything else is perfect. And I think that he responds really, really well to pressure. I don't think that he responds well to preparation. When Nick Mullins knows he's the guy, ah, he's not going to be that good. You throw Nick Mullins into a weird situation after an injury, I feel all the confidence in the world in him. And different players respond to different ways and different things. Nick Mullins just is not made to be the alpha. It's not who he is. Um, so anyway, the blitzes bother me. 100% they bother me. Because usually it's on the defensive side for the 49ers where we're not making in-game adjustments. Nope, not this time. Guess who it's on? Kyle Shanahan. Um, yeah, it, it, it just really bothers me how comfortable he was sticking with what wasn't working personnel wise yeah let's just keep Jarek mckinnon out there yeah no no big deal oh it's not working at all okay yeah let's let's run it to him again oh yeah it's still not working yeah let's just keep doing that you look at the numbers Jarek mckinnon had 18 carries for 33 yards 1.8 yards per carry 1.8 and it's not like the whole team was that bad. Jamichael Hasty, he had three carries for 13 yards, averaged 4.3 yards per carry. Awesome. Kyle Juszczyk, five yards per carry. Austin Walter, three yards per carry. You just stayed with it. I, I, I understand running the ball. But whenever you have a scat back <laughs> that just refuses to hit the hole, stop running the day of play. Stop it. <laughs> What's the Michael Jordan, like, gif or whatever? Stop it. Get some help. Um, that's kind of where it's at. Yeah, the refs were trash. Um, Kimbrough, I appreciate it. Uh, Kimbrough, I owe you a hat, man. You 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 won the giveaway, the Countdown Crew. And shout out to the Countdown Crew. If this is your first time with us, just want to say thank you. Um, every single time we go live, uh, hashtag CC in the first minute and a half that enters you into a thing. Kimbrough, you want a hat, man. Reach out to me on Twitter or email. Um, I got to send you some stuff. Uh, I already paid for it. I just got to send it to you. So reach out to me at um, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. And yeah, those refs were awful. Let's, let's talk about the sack play. One, we actually got a lot of pressure this game. It, you know, it, it's funny. You look back at the, what's it called? Uh, you look back at the game in 2019 where the 49ers just went ham. We didn't touch the quarterback at all. <laughs> we didn't do anything. This time, we were all up in the quarterback's face. He got hit nonstop. Uh, we had four quarterback hits. We had three sacks. We had three tackles for loss. Defense was flying around everywhere. But Kentavious Street finally gets his first sack of his career. Which we overpicked him, but that's okay. That's a whole other thing. Street's had a terrible year. But 100% legal. When Dean Blandino, Dean Blandino, which is the weirdest name in the world to me. Um, anyway, Dean Blandino says it's not a penalty. That should tell you something. Um, it was an abysmal, that's a proper use of the word there, abysmal call. Now, it did knock out uh, Drew Brees of the game. Yeah, football is a hell of a sport, and it's tough. But every letter of the law, Contavious Street applied. And if that same hit, that same hit happened against Jimmy Garoppolo or Nick Mullins, 100% not called. 100%. That was a Drew Brees call. Protect Drew Brees. That's all it was. The flag came out 10 seconds late. 
10 seconds late. They saw Drew Brees rolling around on the ground, and then they threw the flag. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a bad call. It, it really was, and it resulted in seven points. Um, they would have had to kick a field goal. That was on third down, and it would have been it. That would have been it. But now would that have changed the outcome of the game? Perhaps. I mean, it was a tough part of the game. At that point, it was 10 to 10. Um, they would have went up 10 to 13, but instead they went up 10 to 17, and then after that, things just kind of snowballed. So that that's kind of the problem with that. But yeah, Kinlaw, let's stay with the pressure. Javon Kinlaw had the best game of his entire career, and I don't even think it's close. You know, if you look at just the numbers he got, he only got credited with one and a half sack, which I think is appropriate. He had a tackle for loss, uh, four tackles, two quarterback hits, but that doesn't even tell the story. Javon Kinlaw showed up on third downs single-handedly, Coming up with a stop on four third downs. He stopped four of them. A defensive tackle stopped four of them. One of them was the pass breakup versus the running back screen on third down where he felt it, which he's done so many times. And, you know, we, we do our Patreon video breakdowns, and you just see it. You see the lights are upstairs, and he's understanding his awareness as a rookie is incredible. Um, run game, elite. Awareness, elite. Pass rush, yeah, it's a work in progress, to put it kindly. But he finally got home. He finally got home. Um, so you had the third down pass breakup against the running back screen. That forced a fourth down. Stuffed Taysom Hill on a quarterback power move on third down. That forced a fourth down. His first sack of his career, and then he got a half sack later on on third down as well. The dude is just a money down player. Now, if we can get this type of production... From our defense, then watch it. Our defense played well enough to win this game by several scores. I don't care who the hell we're playing. I don't care. Kerry uh, Hyder, uh, he got back in there again. He got his sack. You know, he's at five and a half sacks on the year. Kerry Hyder, whether he's with the 49ers next year or somebody else, he's getting paid. And rightfully so because his motor, uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty damn good. Jordan Willis got half of a sack as again. That trade is proving dividends. Uh, that gives him a one and a half sacks on the past two weeks. And he's taking limited snaps. Uh, he, he's not even getting all the snaps that, that you would want that position to get. But he's playing well. Uh, defensive line, you got to give them their hats off. Uh, <laughs> Micah Nelson, Josh Johnson be considered for starting quarterback. Good God. Uh, yeah. I, so here's, here's the situation. The 49ers now have a bye week. Finally. Reprieve, as we started off this podcast saying, the 49ers have 14 days, 14. We don't play until November 29th, and it's at Los Angeles in the Rams, so even a short flight. So not only do we get to go home, right? They're in New Orleans now. You come home, you rest, you get time off, you get healed. What do you want to do moving forward, okay? Now, here's what's special. So let's run through the schedule real quick, and I think it puts into perspective. At the Rams, at home versus the Bills, at home versus Washington, at Dallas, at Arizona, then at home versus Seattle. I don't think that there is any game on that list where the 49ers have no shot to win. The 49ers can win a lot of those games. Do I think they'll win out? Hell no, I don't. But we are getting back a lot of key pieces. Think about tonight and the main issues. Running game, non-existent. All of that because of the running back and a couple other things. Guess what? You're getting back Debo 
and you're getting back Raheem Mostert. So now the traditional running game with Raheem Mostert gets a huge shot in the arm. And then you got Debo with all the end arounds. That's huge as well. So that is going to loosen up the entire offense. So which quarterback do we want out there? I think Nick Mullins probably gives us the best chance, but it bores me and I don't want it. C.J. Beathard, I, I just don't think he can process the play. Um, our offensive line played relatively well. Our right guard is a huge problem. Daniel Brunskill has been good in back-to-back -back weeks at center. He hasn't been great, but he's been good. He's been better at center than what we have had. You can go all the way, probably Ben Garland, um, all the way up through the playoffs except for the Super Bowl. Uh, but Daniel Brunskill has proven he can play. The right guard, which was Tom Compton the first quarter, then Colton McKivitz till he blew up on the fourth down play, um, then it was Compton the rest of the way. Our right guard is trash. Um... I don't know if you want to move McKivitz back to tackle, but he hasn't proved well in his, his first two games showing. But I think you kind of got to develop him and let him have some growing pains. I think that's why Kyle Shanahan's alternating quarters with Tom Compton there. But yeah, let's say you put Josh Johnson in there. Uh, I guess give it a shot. He's not going to be the long-term answer anyway. So you want to see if he's going to be your long-term backup quarterback, perhaps. Uh, he does have some mobility. So maybe... I, Try it. Nick Mullins, eh, you look at the numbers, Nick Mullins. It, it was awful. He throws 24 for 38. Now, he started red hot. Nick Mullins was 9 for 10 at one point. He was on fire. But he finishes with 24 of 38 passing, 247 yards, 6.5 yards per average. That's not great. One passing touchdown on the opening drive, two interceptions, two sacks, with a 68.7 quarterback rating. No, that uh, just no. Um, and the interceptions, uh, we break those down independently of each other. The first one was straight trash where he just stares down his damn wide receiver the whole time and never saw Michael Jenkins, uh, dropping through it straight to him. I mean, it was, it was an awful pass. The second one I didn't mind as much, which, you know, there were about three minutes left in the game down two scores and he put the ball up in the end zone, giving his guy a 50, 50 chance. It was underthrown. Hashtag Nick Mullins is always going to underthrow it. He doesn't have an NFL QB arm. But he stared down his wide receiver the whole time. I love the decision of giving your guy a shot whenever you're in that situation. It's not about your stats. But again, underthrows everything. Again, back to Nick Mullins and how bad he is. Brandon Ayuk runs a stop and go. And fakes the cornerback out with no safety help whatsoever. The cor cornerback grabs Brandon Ayuk's arm. The ball's already in the air. Slows down Brandon Ayuk, and the ball is still underthrown. We talk all the time about deep passing. Um, I don't think deep passing is imperative to win games. The, the Saints have the least attempted deep passes, almost in NFL history at this point, yet they're 7-2. and two. But if you can't do other things well, like their whole thing is Alvin Kamara. They just check down to Kamara and let him do everything, whatever he wants to do. He had seven catches, 83 yards, um, and three touchdowns today. So uh, that's their thing. We don't have that. Maybe with Raheem Mostert, maybe with George Kittle, you can offset some of that. But damn, wouldn't it be amazing to have a quarterback that can actually throw the deep ball? That would be unreal. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is capable of throwing the deep ball. He, I mean, he has the NFL arm to do so. C.J. Beathard is capable of doing that, but you put in C.J. Beathard in the middle of a series on what I think it was like third and 18 just because he has a better arm, and he still underthrew Richie James, who was wide open again. 
we like we need a specific coach for the 49ers that can just practice the deep ball because I don't think we've ever practiced it. You look at the results, we suck at throwing the deep ball. We're terrible at it. Um ah, oh, it's bad. Anyway, Josh Johnson sure, put him in there. I I'd be fine with it at this point. What the hell, man? Let's give it a shot. What I'm tired of is just replicating the same behavior and poor personnel decisions and just being content with what happened. The one positive, probably the biggest positive of this entire game. One, Javon Kinlaw. Two, Brandon Ayuk. Three, Tar, Ver, Re, Us, More. I think I did that right syllabic-wise. <laughs> Tarverius Moore got the start. Finally, something. Try something. Kept Jimmy Ward in there, um, who's allergic to interceptions. Good Lord. Jameis Winston threw the ball right at his face, and he dropped an interception. But Tarvarius Moore gets in there, played relatively well, uh, provided a spark, forced a fumble late, which has never happened with our safeties ever. Um, Tarvarius Moore has more turnovers and his one start than Jimmy Ward has in two years as a starter. But anyway, I digress. At least they got him out there. Um, I even like some of our three safety looks in our dime packages. I like that. Um, Fred Warner had a decent game. Not the Fred Warner game that you're usually used to seeing. Uh, same thing with Drake Greenlaw. Decent game. Not the same game that you're used to seeing. But then you look on the other side. I see you, Matthew. Uh, he says, the shark, blitz <laughs> the shark blitz sucks when it's down to us. Huh? Yeah, we got destroyed by that blitz. Um, it, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And, and I think, again, Kyle Shanahan, Jarek McKinnon, Nick Mullins, somebody's got to pick up, and not one of them did. Special teams, got to talk about special teams. One, you've got Richie James fumbling it. That results in a touchdown. Then you have Webster, not understand the Peter Peter call. It's very simple, and, you know, Schler, he, he explained it very well. And you could see Trent Taylor. Look, get away from the ball. Get away from the ball. But Webster just kept blocking. Uh, just a boneheaded move. Gets hit in the face mask because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. But this is a trend. The 49ers special teams has been awful all year. Pro Football Focus has us ranked as the 29th team for special teams. And we have one of the best, most elite kickers. And so you add all of that together, man, our punting and kickoff is trash. It's trash. And then on top of that, the huge kickoff return. That resulted in points as well. Guess whose running lane that was? None other than Jimmy Ward. Now, he did get kind of cut off from our kicker. Wishnowski got his way there. But, um, yeah, it was bad. Um, it was bad. Cinnamon. Yeah, Cinnamon. I... I think Jimmy G would have won this. That's what she said. I agree. I agree. If Jimmy Garoppolo is playing this game. I think we win. Really do think we win. Um, our defense played well enough for us to be there. Um, anyway, let's see here from Jose. Two third-round picks for Matthew Stafford. Um, one, we don't have a third-round pick this year. Um, and, man, you look at Matthew Stafford. They won today just because of Chase Young. Chase Young with one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. Uh, cost them the game and you know but having said that let, let's let's spin this to a positive guess what the 49ers have moved up drum roll how many positions in draft order one <laughs> and, and the only team we passed was none other than the matthew stafford led detroit lions which um because we lost and they won um they passed us so we were at 15th last week 
Now we're at 14. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> what does that change? Absolutely nothing. You're not going to get a top four quarterback in this draft if you're picking at 14. I understand everybody loves uh, Wilson from BYU. I get it. I love him too. He, he's amazing. He's incredible. He fits everything that we don't have at the quarterback position he has <laughs> in spades. But guess what? If you're not picking in the top eight, you are not getting one of those four quarterbacks. And you can say, well, sometimes quarterbacks fall. No, 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 you're not listening. Quarterbacks aren't falling this year. Quarterbacks are not falling this year. It's not happening. It's so top heavy. And again, you look at teams that need quarterbacks. There's a lot of them. New York Jets. It, let's just go through the draft order ahead of us. And again, is this a quarterback needy team or no? First overall pick currently, 0-9, Jets. They need a quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is going right there. Number two, Jacksonville. They need a quarterback. Boom, Justin Fields goes right there. Three, Dallas. I think they signed Dak. Four, Washington. Hell yes, they need a quarterback. Okay, uh, now Justin Fields or Trey Lance, whatever one you want to go. So that's three quarterbacks. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's gone in the top four. And some of you guys are saying, oh, we'll just trade up. We don't have draft capital. <laughs> we have some, but to trade from 14 to five, good gosh. You're talking this year's first, next year's first, and next year's second, and a player trade. It, it, to trade up that far is too much. So let's keep counting with quarterbacks, okay? The Chargers at five, they don't need a quarterback. Man, freaking, their quarterback is amazing. Justin Herberts, he's going to be rookie of the year. Um, pick six, you have the Miami Dolphins. They got Tua, they're fine. He's won three straight games. They're fine because that's Houston's pick. Uh, seven, New York Giants. Eh. Danny Dimes, is he the future? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see there. That's a question mark. Eight, Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, his knee uh, happened today. I don't think... Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback for the future. I really, really don't. If there is a quarterback available there, I could totally see Matt Rule taking him. 
Um, so that's my fourth quarterback is gone by pick eight. But let's just say hypothetically, all right, Carolina says, nope, we're going to wait. Nine, Cincinnati, not going quarterback. Ten, Atlanta, 100% going quarterback. You have to pick above Atlanta. Matt Ryan's going to be, I think, 40 years old. Um, quarterback will be grabbed there. New head coach means new quarterback. 11, Denver. Eh, Drew Locke, probably quarterback. 12, New England. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> new England will draft a quarterback 100%. 13, Minnesota. I don't think so yet. They still have a year left on Kirk Cousins' deal. Um, but, again, that's that's seven possible teams ahead of us that want a quarterback. You're not getting a top four guy where you're at. Okay, so what do you have to do to get to that number seven spot? Well, the 49ers are going to, you've got to have all these teams start winning games. Minnesota, New England, Denver, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Carolina, New York Giants. And you've got to have us lose out. We're not losing out. I'm telling you that right now. We can beat the Rams. We can beat Washington. We can beat Dallas. We're getting at least minimum two more wins minimum there's no way in the world with the way our defense is playing and we're getting players back that the 49ers don't win two games worst case scenario we're six and ten guess what we're six and ten going to have you picking 12 to 13 that's where it is um anyway i know i went on a little draft right there <laughs> but that's, that's kind of what it is and man it, you don't want to tank that, that's not a mindset you ever want to develop within a team because it sticks and it stinks. It, it just, it's not in human nature to do that. I understand it. But whenever you have this team and you are developing, moving forward, there's still an outside chance that you can make the playoffs, whatever. That's fine. Uh, you're just trying to grow talent, depth, and understand your roster and improve for 2021. That's what you want to do. And I think that the 49ers can do that. Um, Matthew asked this. I noticed McGlinchey getting blown up a couple times. Yes, 100%. Cameron Jordan put him on skates. Uh, do you think that's due to his lower playing weight or just bad technique? Yeah, it's really bad technique. He plays too high, and whenever he engages, he doesn't anchor. And what that mean, what I mean is uh, he doesn't have his weight in his butt, and so whenever he gets hit, you'll see his, his chest. You can see it from the back whenever they do the – coaching tape which again you know whenever we're doing our patreon breakdowns you'll see this whenever you see the offensive I, I'm, I'm sitting back in my chair for my audio listeners uh but whenever you see the the chest and the chest plate rise that lets you know you have no power <laughs> you have no power here <laughs> right you have to sit in your seat and so what that what that means is you have to carry all of your weight and your power in your butt uh sit in the bucket is a coaching term that you would use there but he just gets too high i mean the dude's six foot eight he's higher than everybody plays anyway so whenever he goes against a power defensive end like cameron jordan or even marcus Lattimore to that to that extent he gets popped up way too high because his feet are great and he'll get in his drop step really, really well, you know, his kick slide to get out, but he just gets too high. He's got to sit there. He's got to sit there. And then he also has a problem with whenever he is sitting in his seat and he does have good leverage, his his weight gets too far over his toes. And that's whenever you get the whole kind of, uh, you know, just set and jerk move, um, stack and shed, whatever you want to call it, like, that's his problem. It's balance. It's not power. It's not athleticism. It's 
balance and he just loses leverage by getting too high or getting his weight too far over his feet that's mike mcglinchey now again mike mcglinchey is he's not going anywhere i understand that people are upset mike mcglinchey's not going anywhere he's the number one run blocking tackle in the entire offense entire nfl now look at pro football focus numbers whatever you say well screw pro football focus that kyle shanahan loves mike mcglinchey with a passion and he wants him to be the next Joe Staley. That's what he wants. Can he be that? No. But run blocking wise, he can. Guess what Kyle Shanahan wants to do? He wants to run block. It's kind of, he's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Um, man, Kyle Beck says, overpicked on Ken Law. I don't know about that. Um, you look at the defensive rookie class and what's going on. Nobody's doing anything. Uh, you talk about um, Chase Young. His his numbers aren't that great. I think he's got like two and a half sacks. You, you look at Brown, uh, who was the defensive tackle that went to the Panthers. He's played really, really well. But him and Ken, Kinlaw are right on par with each other. Um, we just got spoiled by Bosa. That's all it was. We think everybody's going to step in and go ham like Bosa. You will never see. You'll never see. You could watch the NFL religiously for 20 plus years. You're never going to see another Bosa season like that. It's not going to happen. The amount of pressures that guy did and run game and just complete defensive stud, you're not going to see that in a rookie performance. Um, it's 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 not going to, I don't know. Um, it, there's not a lot of guys that could do that. And again, look at Chase Young. Chase Young cost his damn team the game um, with that late hit. It, it's, it, it's what it is. Yeah, McKinnon is this year's Tevin Coleman. Maybe. And, and here's the thing. I don't think McKinnon is bad. He's just being misused. McKinnon's never meant to be an all-purpose back. That's not what he is. He's supposed to be a third-down reception guy, but we can't even use him as that uh, because we have to use him as an every-down guy right now. Once you get back Mostert, then you can probably see where McKinnon belongs. Um, but he's so exhausted, he should never have 18 carries in a game. That's not his game. Um, and we're kind of dragging his play down because now he's just hesitating all the time. Um, which sucks. You should have let the other guys get in there more, but eh, take that for what you want. Uh, now, a couple things. The bets today. Here's what's crazy. If you did bet with us, uh, we took a couple long shot bets on first touchdown to be a tight end. That didn't happen. Uh, that was just like six bucks. Uh, but uh, we did take the bet. Brandon and I used to have over 75 yards. That hit. Um, Jarek McKinnon did score a touchdown, which was was bad. But our two-team teaser still applies. Uh, we hit with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we had nine and a half points there. That amazing play. I don't know if you saw it yet with DeAndre Hopkins scoring a touchdown. That was incredible. Uh, but anyway, we still get paid on that. And then we have the Monday night game. We are taking... The Bears plus, I think, is it eight points? Let me see here. What, what do we end up with? Yeah, Bears plus nine and a half. So we're going to get paid on that. But I do want to take a quick word minute for our sponsor, my bookie. Uh, they support this podcast. Really appreciate them. Here we go. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now, they have $100,000. You heard me. $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. 
You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands? Sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, mybookie. All right. A uh, couple things just real quick. Uh, here, here's what I'm seeing. Is Jamichael Hasty okay? No, he's not. Uh, just got word he uh, broke a collarbone. And whenever he, he got hit, you know, came down right on top of him. Usually the telltale coaching sign is if the player reaches with their opposite arm, right, the left shoulder, and, and grabs right here, they grab there, it's almost always a collarbone. Uh, if they can move their own arm on the same side, usually not. Uh, but if they reach up high, that might be a stinger or something else. But whenever they reach right there across their neck, man, it, it's, a, it's a fractured collarbone. So Kyle Shanahan uh, just saw the message come out. Hasty is going to be done. That's going to finish his year out, um, which it sucks. But there's been a lot of promise. So now you have Hasty, which the collarbone is going to heal just fine for next year. Uh, he's going to be on IR for the rest of the year. Uh, copy, paste that comment for every damn player there is. But uh, now he, what's he going to be? Is is he a player that you just keep for super cheap? That could be a third or fourth running back next year. You, you know, you're expected to get Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert back after the bye. Uh, you still have Jarek McKinnon as that third down option. Eventually, I, I don't know how long Jeff Wilson's still going to be out, but. Uh, you're all right with Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, and Jarek McKinnon. That's a formidable backfield. And Austin Walter, Austin Walter uh, he'll get you know demoted back down to the practice squad, but he looked good in his time too. Um, but yeah, you hate to see it for Hasty. You know he 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 played much better tonight than he did last week. Last week he was bad. He had a lot of mistakes. This week not so much. Uh, you, you hate to see the injury, though. Uh, Jamar Taylor. Yeah, Khalil. Jamar Taylor had a solid game. Jamar Taylor has had solid games nonstop. Whenever he, his very first time he got called up, when Kawan Williams went down, he had a bad game. After that, he's been solid. Very active in the run game. He struggles a little bit in deep coverage. But thankfully, we didn't have to see him in that uh, angle in the past few weeks. Jamar Taylor's earned a spot on the 53-man moving forward. Um, I, I really do think that, man, I don't know. What does that look like? Do you sign Kawan Williams to another long-term deal? I like Kawan Williams. Everybody likes Kawan Williams. But hey, I, I, Taylor's been playing well. And definitely not a loss. We, we have not lost a step because of him being out. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of the questions all being about quarterback. And, and I get it. And we're going to have time to kind of jump through all those things. And I do like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I'm completely done with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that's it at all. I think that you have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback moving forward, but if you get an opportunity to draft one of those four rookie QBs, I think you take it. I think you have to at least entertain the possibility. So what do we do as fans? Um, 
we do our work, right? And, and that's what the 40 Yards Rush podcast is here for. I'm going to be breaking down all of the game film of all the quarterbacks, and we'll figure it out. I haven't gone through the coaches' film yet. Uh, the scouts don't get that released um, for a while, so I don't have access to that currently. I can go through and watch on YouTube highlights and things like that. That's fine. Obviously, you watch the games. But until you can see the all-22 and behind the center uh, angle, you cannot judge a quarterback because, guess what? You don't know the reads. You don't see the coverages. You don't understand where everything is. And so understand i'll have all that for everybody obviously uh patreon 49ers rush podcast on patreon.com it's eight bucks a month which will be going over a whole bunch of the film on here uh we'll, we'll you know go through all of the coaching tape on offense and defense that'll be two plus hours but we have a bye week this week and i do want to do something special um for a breakdown on there i'm not sure maybe uh maybe i'll jump into some zach wilson tape and see if i can get my hands on some of that from uh, some of my scouting buddies but uh, we'll have to figure out what's going on there. Um, but anyway, that's where we're at. This game, there's some positives. Third downs. <laughs> we jumped out. The 49ers jumped out to third down like amazing success. Uh, they they go three for three on third down to start the, the game. Eh, what did they do after that? They finished four of 12 after that. So uh, very, very bad. However, the Saints, they went two for 12. So you were able to force them. You won on offense third downs. You forced them to have a terrible game on third downs. That's huge. Brandon Ayuk, the silver surfer, the smoothest guy known to mankind, he's incredible. He is going to be a starter and a star in this league for a long time. I love that guy. Tarvarius Moore got the start. Looked great. Jamar Taylor, as we talked about, looked good. Ken Law, his first and half sack. Jordan Reed, geez, that catch. Jordan Reed, he's so damn good. You would think after all the injuries and the time off, all those things, you would think that he would lose a step. No, he caught five catches on six targets for 62 yards, and none of them were easy. None of the catches were easy. He was either getting hit in the mouth, he was reaching out one-handed with his left hand, making a catch while running the opposite way, jumping up, snagging ball. Jordan Reed is incredible, and the one thing that I want out of 2020, this is it. I just want one game where we can see George Kittle and Jordan Reed out there together. What a world that would be. What a world that would be. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I do want to say thank you. We'll have a whole bunch of stuff going on this week, even though it's the bye week. I will take a little bit of a break, but um, we're still going to have regular scheduled programming um, all this week, and we'll have some film cut-ups and all those things. Do want to say thank you. If you haven't already, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We are available everywhere podcasts are, and then some. Um, rate and review the show helps us out. And as always, Thank you for your support and your kind words. And I just want to say, whew, that was a rough game. It's going to get better. The next time we see the 49ers play, we're going to have a complete team a little bit. <laughs> That's a weird, weird phrase. A complete team a little bit. We're going to be more complete. No doubt about that. So it's going to get better. Thanks, guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.